red leather, yellow leather. Uh, uh, red leather studded leather. Red leather studded leather. I I cannot tell if this is the intro or if you're just being... It is now. <laughs> Welcome back to One Shot, One Quill, your favorite tabletop brainstorming podcast where I am your host, Spencer, with me as your co-host, Ben. And Ben, take it away. Explain to the fine folks listening at home on their uh, devices, their Alexas, their Apple devices, their Androids even. What is this show about? I feel like you're trying to uh, take us further away from the fact that you did once again call yourself the host and me the co-host, uh, which I feel really denigrates my role in this. I don't but, feel uh, like the sentence structure works right if I say I'm your co-host, Spencer, and with me is your other co-host. I just I feel like that doesn't have a good mouthfeel. Mm, anyway, uh, this show is a show in which we take... Uh, a listener-suggested premise and two listener-suggested items off of a random number generator. We mission-mash those together, and we create a tabletop RPG one-shot out of them. And this week, first of all, record timing. Holy shit, you blew your previous splits out of the water. I forgot Just to say chats brainstorm. Going nuts. We brainstorm a TTRPG one-shot. You didn't forget anything. You streamlined our- that down to a, a perfect whistle. Just... Well, Gone. Out of here. This we time we're doing the whole thing. <laughs> and five premises. I forgot. We aim to finish this one immediately. <laughs> well, I was saying I forgot to say brainstorm, so this time we gotta do the whole thing. Pull up fucking Dungeon Maker. Dungeon Craft. I don't even remember what that's I'll called. I'll do the maps. Ben's gonna do all the writing. Mm-hmm. I'll come up with some unique uh, monsters for it. Uh, but the premise is gonna be a one. Okay, top of the list then. <clears throat> Where is that? A rogue sect of mind flayers have sworn off brains. They need the party's help to sustain their new vegan lifestyle. This one's been sitting in our list forever, and yeah, we finally have to do something to say, with it. I swear this has been here literally since the podcast started. And we have two items to go along with this spooky brain-eating, uh, well, actually, brain-abstaining adventure. Mm. What could those be, Ben? Uh, how about a five? A five is the five ninety nine all-you-can-eat pasta bowl. Oh, my God. <laughs> this ceramic bowl appears to be able to hold two cups of pasta and weighs ah. one pound, whether full or empty. You can use an action to name one type of pasta to produce said spoken pasta. Afterward, the bowl proceeds to (laughs) fill with pasta up to two cups at a time. As long as this bowl is tipped and cannot collect pasta, it will continue to create pasta. Once the bowl starts producing a type of pasta, it can't produce a different one until next dawn. This item is kind of a fucking uh, cursed Jumanji board. That has haunted our homebrew tabletop universe I for that several years. <laughs> has entered the never-ending pasta bowl into one shot one quill cannon. It's uh yeah, it's kind it's our Moriarty, so to speak. Just it, it's it's never gone. <laughs> I was planning at one point to like maybe near when we it, when we round out a year anniversary to do like a compendium of all of the items and uh, just other random shit we've talked about. Now that this has to be in there, I'm considering not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) 
we could censor it like an SCP. <laughs> a bunch is, of black ink. The the never ending possible is the SCP of my personal life. When I think <laughs> it has been so long that I, it's eclipsed. It's no longer coming back. There it is again. <laughs> Once we used it in a in a haunted house of horrors where we were supposed to procedurally go through room after room of obstacle climbing up this tower, we instead s- smashed open a window after getting it and then used it to create a towering pillar of pasta that took us to the top. Uh, and we rounded out that adventure in a, in a clean two hours. Uh, <clears throat> ben, can you roll me another item? Yeah, I hope this one isn't another never-ending pasta bowl. Uh, four. <laughs> The fishing pole of poor luck. This item resembles a typical fishing pole, although its black wood is made from the branch of an ancient cursed tree. When used to fish, this item will only reel in pieces of garbage, discarded boots, empty bottles, etc. These items can be fished out of any sized body of water. I already, if I may, uh-huh. have an idea. Okay, um, I'm still mad about the never-ending possible. It, we're never going to get past it, though. Um, so the the adventure is going to start with the Mind Flayers only having access to the shitty item. They're going to have the fishing pole of poor luck, and it's not getting them literally any brain alternatives. Um, they're just oh, getting garbage, and they can't eat that. So instead, they're going to, you know, they, they've harnessed the brains of adventurers before. They know many great things. They have a, a innate treasure map so to speak that's going to lead the party to the never-ending possible because holy shit they might be carbo loading but i mean goddamn it's the brain's favorite fuel source so (laughs) that's kind of just our we've roped all three elements in we have a start to finish we just have to figure out what is in between now alternatively the party just takes the fishing pole and they use the fishing pole to fish up the never-ending possible because it's garbage (laughs) I Ben, that doesn't that does not leave us an adventure though. So we meet our mind flayers. I'm thinking maybe they kind of have a hostage scenario where mind flayers are hard. They're hard to kill. It's mm. let's just let's just make that clear. They're a very difficult encounter. So maybe they're like, hey, we don't want to eat brains anymore. Now, we will if we have no other choice. So if you want to, you know save the the nearby townsfolk you can do us a favor we can all live in relative harmony you just have to go get us a bowl of pasta uh they give you the treasure map to go to the spot no because the never-ending pasta bowl the imperative part about it is that it has to be a surprise when it shows up it's gotta be that they know there's this treasure that like (laughs) Can, they've heard legends of this treasure that can create endless food or something of that nature. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe you lead the party into it where like it's, you know, that one plant growth. That's the spell in 5e where it's like, ah, this will bless an area to where it has a more bountiful harvest than normal. And they go all the way through this dungeon. And at the end of it is a pasta bowl with a tag that says five ninety nine, <laughs> And it never stops producing pasta <laughs> and it never stops following you like it's in the movie it follows and it's the monster and you accidentally <laughs> had sex with someone who also <laughs> is being followed by it and it's got a good soundtrack 
would you stat the pasta bowl I, then as a uh, as a hazard or a trap that the party then has to escape? It's all of it. It's a hazard. It's a trap. It's a magic item. It's a monster because again, this was, I at one point I was like, let's do a Halloween episode because it's going to be the week of Halloween. But what I did not realize is that I am the person in the horror movie, and it's the possible that's following me. It wants me dead. <laughs> I guys, I can't stress this enough. Ben seems palpably, tangibly upset that this is still following him. Um, <laughs> I think I'm seeing genuine fear on him. Uh, what can we do with the rest of this encounter? What can we stat out? What obstacle can there be? Um, I feel like you could escape a a bottomless pit, uh, like the the entrance to the chasm where you found the possible. It's like a uh, at the bottom of a pit. You walk into it laterally or uh, uh, horizontally as you do all tunnels, and the top of the pit is like suffused with a bright white light you can't tell what's up there the tunnel is going to start flooding with pasta flooding because it tips off of its pedestal or some shit and you gotta like kind of swim as fast as the pasta rises to avoid suffocation but then once it reaches the top of the pit you can recover the bowl and make it out on the surface wait so is the bowl at the top so this is just the bowl's at the bottom of the pit you're gonna use it like a like a flooding okay. like a flooding room kind of you're gonna swim to the top with that and that's like a series of prolonged athletics checks if you yeah. want to try and use it I to mean, escape that, a pit that makes sense but i'm stuck on the idea for some reason i'm like all right we've come up with this there's <laughs> there's nothing else we can add to it this dungeon is just a big pit and there's a pasta bowl at the bottom, and you got to tip the pasta bowl over. Well, I mean, there's got to be a traditional kind of crawl to get to the bowl, I'm thinking. Like, a little bit of foreplay, so to speak. And could we have any other um, pasta house or fazolis or Olive Garden themed uh, uh, trials sorry, which, and tribulations to encounter? Which one of those is the pit? Uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's Olive Garden actually, because oh. they have the, uh, bot, uh, the never ending soup and salad. Oh, I thought it was going to be, uh, Fazoli's because eating there makes me wish I had fallen into a bottomless pit instead. It's, it, well, you're, you're kind of emotionally in a, in a bottomless pit if you've entered a Fazoli. So, mm. um, are these references landing on anybody? Is that a chain or is that just in, in Missouri? Is, <laughs> I, I, don't... I think Fazoli's is in a couple of places. Maybe not uh, where our anyone... LA listeners are really scratching <laughs> their heads like what what is uh. uh so I think I think you could do something else with the Olive Garden like uh you know maybe it's uh some sort of mythological thing where it's a garden with a bunch of temptuous fruit and if you eat one then you're there forever you, you fall asleep and you can never wake up I think if you eat one of them also, maybe you could also have a minotaur chase you, oh, and he's and in a, a fine waiter's garb. A flying minotaur waiter will kill you if you eat any. <laughs> he's flying uh, now. Okay, where's I? I thought you. Oh, well, yeah, it's a flying. I minotaur. said fine waiter garb, but we're, I'm all in for this. No, I'm but all a in flying for minotaur who comes and tries to kill you if you eat any, any of the olives in his garden. There could be a gatekeeper situation um, where, because when I'm at Fazoli's, salvation is retrieving breadsticks and the gatekeeper is the employee that I have to go up 
and uh, humiliate myself to by saying, can I have more breadsticks, please, sir? <laughs> Excuse me, I know I had six or seven. Can I just have five more? I am done eating. I'm going to take these home. But I can't tell you that. I have to lie. <laughs> so maybe there's like a statue that's going to block the way and you have to like confess your truest shame to mm. it. <laughs> and then it's going to let you through and also you can have some bread. There's there's the breadstick treasure room, which like you walk into it and you can immediately tell that this is an illusion. But also um, all of the gold and stuff and treasure is uh, looks like breadsticks and all of your bags just turned into one like small sized woman's purse and you've got to stuff as many breadsticks <laughs> in that purse as possible a, a purse of holding <laughs> um the the spaghetti could is there there's got to be like a fan-made flying spaghetti monster uh oh i'm sure block. do we want to draw it in in inspiration from the pastafarians mm, we can draw inspiration but i don't want it to be the flying spaghetti monster i want it to be the swimming linguini child okay Okay. Um, I have no comment on that chain of words you chose. <laughs> the The pasta house, is is there anything that you and I know about that restaurant? Because I'm not sure I've ever stepped foot in one. <laughs> uh, I think that the dungeon is uh, spoken in an ancient tongue. It is the pasta huis. The pasta, ah, the pasta huis. <laughs> and uh, pasta huis. I think that's... A, we, we could also call it like the chamber of the red fruit mm. uh, and it's got like a it, you could interpret it as a pomegranate but it is in fact a big red tomato um that because the only thing i know about pasta house is their uh, do, logo do people a big traditionally tomato. uh confuse pasta house's tomato for a pomegranate um, I'm just thinking if you were to etch it in stone it mm. could probably you would assume it's a more ceremonial fruit than the tomato well, maybe also because is... medieval fantasy typically doesn't acknowledge tomatoes; they're uh, North American fruit. Uh, I think you're thinking of potatoes, but also that could are you be sure? tomatoes. Potatoes are definitely from the Andes Mountains in South America. I have to Google uh, it now. That's the rule. <laughs> Native country. The tomato originally appeared in its wild form in the Peru, Ecuador, Bolivia area of the Andes. Yes, yeah, so they're both from that area. Okay. Interesting. Um, now I want a pizza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then you can have your latka potato pizza later. <laughs> uh, here's... I Here's something you don't know about this, or you don't normally expect from this podcast. Uh, <laughs> plant, plant history. Where did all these plants come from? Well, horticulture aside, is there anything else that you and I can think of to pat out? Because so far it seems like the, the Mind Flayers task you with going to find their alternative food source, a mm -hmm. legendary item that can create bountiful harvests or something. Um, an item prophesized to end hunger as we know it. You travel to the uh, uh, the the house of the red fruit, the pasta house. Um, you enter that great black stony dungeon. You have to deal with the gargoyle who lets you into the bread vault um, by telling him your deepest shames. <laughs> uh, uh, at the bottom of the big bread pile is your your trap door that leads into the next. Uh, there's the the labyrinth of the olive garden. Um, where you have to deal with uh, the flying minotaur waiter. 
And then after that, you have the pit of pasta despair where you grab the bowl. The bowl floods you up to the top of it. You have to survive that onslaught uh, with any creative athleticism. And then you're back on the surface and you can go home. I feel like there needs to be a fight in here. Something. Well, what would be a. <laughs> How about a spaghetti golem? <laughs> How would that work? I'm thinking like a uh, it's it's like a water elemental, um, but it's spaghetti and mm. it, it does the it still does the engulf maneuver where this giant spaghetti cloud kind of swarms you and you you have to fight to breathe inside of it. I think it can also chuck some meatball projectiles at you. I, I think it's <laughs> got to be some sort of like lasagna ogre, right? Ogres have layers. A lasagna has layers. Uh. <laughs> you, you can find a lasagna with an ogre yeah yes i like this the lasagna ogre stat block yeah um, you can chip away at it i love it the lasagna ogre of course because of all the different layers um it has resistance to it's got like a thing where the last attack you hit it with it gets resistance to because you've then cut all the way into that layer Mm-hmm. i like that that's creative kind of mm-hmm. like a damage resistance kind of mm-hmm. sort of yeah, I like our damage reduction kind of stat. I like this. I like this. So lasagna, ogre, and spaghetti golem. Maybe at the same time? I wouldn't do both Maybe. at the same time. I think they both have uh, salad imps. Caesar salad imps. <laughs> <laughs> both fights. <laughs> And I think maybe delegate the meatball to a sort of like a, a, oh, come on, a natural obstacle, you know, so like every once in a while you'll have a little bit of foreshadowing, kind of like at the top of the round it rumbles, and then at the last turn of the round a meatball is going to roll clean through Mm. the middle of the battlefield, and they got to get a feel for the tempo of where these things go and when they come. Now, you've just uh, made me think of another thing, which is the Indiana Jones boulder trap, but it's a meatball. Yes! Yes! Why didn't we think of this sooner? <laughs> but also, it's spaghetti, so it's like, you know, there's 18 meatballs. <laughs> just one after the other. Ben, I, I think we've done it. I think we've nailed this. Optionally, uh, a couple other things could be like a... a uh, a crouton guardian um <laughs> that's like uh maybe just replace the golem that uh or the 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 gargoyle that that needs to mm. hear your deepest shame replace that with like a crouton guy but it's very stale you cannot break him so easily if you get him wet though that will that will fix oh it. he's weak you to... can, yeah exactly you can just soak him in water and then you don't have to confess your deepest shame i was gonna say uh frost attacks but that's not quite right you've got to spit on (laughs) also just the create water spell instantly gets you through it Mm. you could also maybe put a puddle in the room and you could work with either shape water or you could grapple him and dunk him that all makes that's kind of like waterboarding i don't like that though (laughs) somehow it's less fucked up if you just pour the water on him now, can you, with the pasta, uh, the pasta enemies, can you, like, destroy water inside of them and then they become rigid? I think, I think the pasta enemies need to have, like, a vulnerability to, um, 
a vulnerability to to either like bludgeoning crushing damage or to to cold damage um because that's uh, pasta gets frozen and it sucks uh, and you just, you can't try and squish a no bones Jones. You know, you got to try and hack it up into little pieces. Now, alternatively, uh, I, I agree about frozen pasta, but refrigerated pasta, like the day after that's something you could eat. <laughs> it is, but you've got to heat it. I don't, I don't know what my argument here is. I think we're done. I think this is it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Ben. I think we're done here. Uh, what's the name though? Mm. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, sussy impasta. <laughs> God damn it. I'm, I, the show's canceled after that one. <laughs> we can't use that. Cause I, I will just <laughs> close everything we've done. I, I'm just um, going <laughs> to delete the track. Penne for your thoughts. <laughs> I don't know if there's uh, a... I've been trying to think of one for so long, and I cannot think of a good pasta pun to go with mind flayers. I, I think we just call it all you can eat. Mm. It's a little uninspired, but I, I, I think that one makes for actually a good book title. Yeah, all right. We'll come back and change it next episode if we think of anything better in the coming week. Pasta La Vista. <laughs> I am looking at a pasta pun list. I, I had to bring... I know that I'm not the best at this, and I had to outsource my talent. <laughs> All you can eat. Thank you so much, folks, for listening to One Shot, One Quill. Uh, we always appreciate uh, you guys' patronage. We love making these, and we will continue to make these, and they come out every Tuesday. Uh, ben, what do. else do people need to know about this fine, fine show? Uh, um, If you would wish to send us suggestions that hopefully are not uh, specters of my past that continue to haunt me uh, with their never-ending possibleness, uh, you can do so by going to our Twitter at DND pod. That is D N D P O D. Um, and you can suggest it either by tagging or messaging us. Our DMS are open. Our tweets are free. Uh, our theme song is Alatevera del Gulier by Morgan, the Bard off of the album lost in time. I went and looked that up this weekend for no real reason, but the album is lost in time. So, there you go. More information to Google it. All right. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else we have to plug this week, Ben. Anything you can think of? Uh, Halloween is this Sunday. This is just a reminder that you've probably not bought candy yet. So <laughs> do that. Uh, remember to leave your lights on. Uh, do mm. not flash your headlights, though, at a car with its headlights off mm. or you'll get shot by gangsters. Yeah, that's, that's just some that's some knowledge. Now, this is our 31st episode on the week of Halloween. Wow. Remember to stock up on razors unrelated to the candy. Do stock up on razors, though. It's just I, I anticipate there's going to be a buying surge. You know, mm -hmm. I I've heard that there's this great new packaging where it looks like a candy wrapper so that you'll never lose it. Um, and just don't put that by your candy, your real candy, because when you go to shave and you get out of Starburst and you're like, this isn't giving me a clean cut. <laughs> Stale Starbursts, just in case you were curious, can substitute as razor blades. Mm -hmm. Goddamn, those things are sharp. 
I think that's the end of <laughs> Twenty-one Pizza Street. It's like Jump no, Street, no, no, no but, but one's pizza. gonna get that. Nobody's gonna get the joke you <laughs> great made. Great pizza, great price, all you can eat for four ninety-nine. <laughs>